Hey pal, and welcome to season three of I've Got Your Back, the podcast. This season is all about well-being. I am so passionate about my own well-being, and I'm so passionate about sharing all of the tools that I've learned over the years that really can improve your overall well-being. So there'll be eight different themes and eight different areas of well-being that we'll cover off. I really hope you enjoy it and let me know your feedback. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of I've Got Your Back, the podcast, and this is episode three. I am really excited to be talking with you all today about one thing I'm very passionate about and something that I truly believe affects all aspects of your well-being, all those eight dimensions, your career, your relationships, your finances, your health, your physical body, emotional body, personal growth, that feeling of belonging, and of course, your external environment. Those are the sort of eight dimensions that I spoke about at the beginning of the season. And the one thing that I truly believe can positively and negatively impact all of those is alcohol, one word. And The reason I want to share this is because I've actually, some of you may or may not not know this, but I've actually not drank alcohol since the 1st of January, 2017. So I'm getting into my seventh year of, or I'm halfway through my seventh year of actually not drinking. And it wasn't something that I ever thought I would do. It wasn't something that I set out to do. Um, It was just something that I became aware of Um, and my relationship with it that I decided that it wasn't really serving me and especially in terms of my well-being. So I wanted to talk about it today and share with you my story and how it came about and what were the sort of events that led up to it and also just talk about perhaps it's something that you might consider because I honestly get asked this question a lot like people are like why don't you drink especially like living in Scotland now but living in Australia there's a lot of people that just made that face it was like why don't you drink and the automatic assumption was that I was an alcoholic always It's, it's, it's a really interesting thing that happens um but it's very natural because of society because of the way we live um you know We've been very ingrained, it's been very ingrained in us from a very young age, especially growing up in Scotland and living in Australia, two countries that have like probably the highest alcohol consumption rates in the world as as many other Western countries as well. Um, And it's something that's very inbuilt to our culture and who we are and as well as our identity. Um, It's a really, really big thing. And so I just, I just really believe it's so important to talk about it. And the more that I share my story, I've realized that it does inspire others to perhaps try it or give it a go and create change in their life. So that's why I thought I'd talk about it today. So I wanted you to go, um, yeah, why, go back to the why, like why did I decide to do this? So if I take you back to probably the middle towards the end of 2016, I had just come out of our major relationship, so it completely broke down. I was completely and utterly in grief from that relationship and really, um, yeah, really in grief, really in sad, a lot of sadness, 
And what I was doing was definitely using alcohol a lot more than what I did previously to basically numb the pain of that breakup. And um, at that period of time, you know, I was living with that person, my, my ex, and, you know, everything just seemed to happen so quickly and break away really quickly. So like living together, like finances together, um, you know, relationship together it was just like all of a sudden all that was gone and I was honestly completely lost and broken and just in a massive pit and the only way that I could sort of get through it especially those first couple of months was just to drink because as we know like and there's lots of science that back backs us up it numbs the pain it gives us an escape um it gives us that feeling of just not having to think about things and replay things over and over in your mind. So it sort of gives your mental state a bit of a break as well. Well, in the moment, probably not afterwards or the morning after. So yeah, so 2016, I was sort of in that place. But alongside that, alongside that behavior, I was in this place of grief and pain and I was lost and I didn't really know what to do. I was probably also in a bit of shock um so I was in that place but equally at the same time like the end of 2016 there was a couple of other things that I observed that made me curious about not drinking alcohol so what happened was two weeks after the breakup I ended up at Tony Robbins um seeing him in a four-day event called Unleash the Power Within and he spent out of the four days an entire day on your health out of all of those four days and to me like I was kind of shocked because I was like I thought this was to do like personal and professional development why would you talk about health for a whole day and that was the first time that I really learned the connection between looking after yourself and your well-being will impact all the other areas of your life and so he actually mentioned alcohol then and he said you know alcohol the word is actually hebrew for poison so the meaning the literal translation of alcohol is poison and so i'd never heard that before and i went wow that makes sense and you know you use it and effectively you try to escape and have good times but effectively as poison that you're putting in your body and then he basically said if you want to be as healthy as you can be with as much energy that you can, you know, you can't have alcohol in your body because it's a poison. It poisons you. And I was like, oh, okay. And he just said it really bluntly and really simply. There's lots of studies that he shared, but essentially he was just like, it's poison, let's move on. And there was something in that simplicity, like he didn't have to bark on about it. He didn't have to like explain it too much. It was just this fact that alcohol is poison. So that stuck with me. And then there was two other entrepreneurs at the time that I was working with or um, had been influenced by. And both of them were taking a year off of drinking alcohol. And I asked them both, like, why are you doing that? And they said, well, we really have so much to do this year. We've got so much we want to achieve and want to just be really focused and have lots of clarity and achieve more than we ever have. And I was like, what's that got to do with alcohol? Like, I just didn't know the connection between not drinking alcohol and productivity or drinking alcohol and lack of productivity and clarity and how that would impact your work. Like, I'd, again, for me, I'd been conditioned that alcohol went with work. Like, so whenever 
something good happened in a business you celebrated with champagne whenever you were on a night out with people or having a meeting you would have a drink or you would network and have a drink and so for me the connection between drinking and business and networking and actually growing businesses was actually with alcohol so it was the first time I'd heard two entrepreneurs say no like when you're not drinking alcohol you just get much clearer and you can achieve so much more um and so I said well I want to achieve so much more I want to achieve more than I ever have and I remember thinking those things but still even at that time I, I I couldn't quite get to the point of making a decision to commit to it so I was still going about my merry way drinking lots each weekend numbing the pain and then I was in New York the end of 2016 and all these things had been bubbling up and I sort of had time to reflect and in between Christmas and New Year I just woke up one day and I said that's it I have decided I am going to give up alcohol from the 1st of January 2017 and I'm going to do it as an experiment and I'm going to do it for a year and just see what happens just purely as an experiment so that's how I framed it in my mind and the one thing I know for sure that is so powerful the one thing I know for sure is when you make a decision it is so powerful so when I made the decision on the 1st of January 2017 I was going to give up alcohol and when I framed it in my mind as an experiment it actually made it really for me much easier to commit to and the other thing that I said at that time was I'm just going to take it month by month so I'll break it down month by month and I'll just see how I feel at the end of each month so for me it was very much focusing on the 1st of January to make the decision and then taking it month by month and with the intention of making an experiment to see what would happen in a year because I think if you have a year you can really measure basically the results you know you can see what happened right you can observe and you can document and all those things so um yeah so that's basically what I did I decided in between Christmas and year new year of 2016 that I was going to give it up and so I definitely had the best end of 2016 I partied hard in New York um I think it was one of the craziest nights ever but one of the best nights just dancing with my best pal and um you know seeing in the new year but I'll I can safely say that on the 1st of January 2017 I had the worst hangover on the planet and that was my first day and I thought I am never going to feel this way again for a year and that was the mindset that I had and that actually felt really good so I think making that decision for that day worked really well and um, yeah that's the way I started so again I focused on the first month so I did a whole like healthy eating cleanse and I'll talk about that maybe in another episode but I really cleansed my gut I learned more about my gut health and as part of that was this major decision to give up alcohol as well because it does cause havoc in your gut as well as many many other things to do with your overall well-being so yeah so I basically did that and I broke it up and I would say the things that I learned in that period so the from the first month so month one to month three I saw immediate results I could see that my skin changed my face changed I felt like I used this expression that I felt for the first time in my life I finally like was fitting into the body I was given and like I was never like I've never been overweight I've never been um you know I don't eat too much like I, I actually generally thought I ate pretty well but 
I just felt that I was like my cheekbones started to appear. It sounds really strange, but all of a sudden things were just popping. Like my eyes were popping. My skin was clearer. My cheekbones were popping. Like, and I was becoming more toned and like, and I was less bloated and I maybe had a little bit of redness that started to disappear. And, and so I started to notice those almost immediately within the first couple of months. And that sort of fueled me to keep on going. And then I was sort of noticing, obviously, the financial benefits of not drinking and how much money you save. It is ridiculous. I actually wish I documented that because I could tell you right now, even if I look at seven years on, it would literally be thousands upon thousands of pounds or dollars that I would have saved um, or not spent on drinking alcohol or nights out and then taxis and then food and then all the ongoing costs. It's not just when you're drinking in the moment, it's the day after and all these things as well. So I think definitely I wish I did that at that time, but I could start to see that I was spending less money. Um, I started to get up earlier in the morning and I notoriously wasn't a morning person. I was always like wanting to sleep in and be like up at 8am and stuff. And I started to notice myself like getting up at 6am and 7am and having a nice morning routine and starting to really naturally just do that. Like it was sort of like, a very natural evolution from not drinking at night and sleeping better so my body would wake up. It just whenever it was supposed to wake up a more like earlier time. Um, so I noticed that I noticed that I was still socializing in the same way for those first couple of months. Like I was still going to bars and still hanging out with my pals and they were all drinking. But I think six months in, I realized that I didn't want to be in that environment because it actually still affected me energetically, even though I wasn't physically having alcohol, just the energy of being around people that were consuming alcohol for a long period of time wasn't good for me. And I actually did feel hung over the next day if I was out late but not drinking and with those with the energy of people drinking I just felt it like it actually did feel like a hangover so I started to observe that and I was like okay I'm not if I do go to a bar I'm gonna like call it at a certain time so one of the things I found out in this year was that you basically hit euphoria when you have three drinks so that's basically when you're supposed to stop because that's when you're going to have your highest peak of euphoria or that feeling. And after that, if you keep drinking, people think that keeps going up. You know, that's a tipsy point where you feel amazing and you're like, yeah, and then you want to keep going because you think it's going to keep getting better. But actually it starts to come down after generally three drinks of like the average drink for the average person. So I sort of noted that and I could see in a night out when that would kick in and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go now. So I sort of, made that observation and started to sort of change my decisions around socially what I was doing. Um, I then started to really like try new things. Like I started to go to yoga. I'd never been to yoga. I'd never done meditation. Um, I started to go on trips to give back to other people like Cambodia and Nepal. I just started to do, and you know, that could have been the sort of byproduct of a breakup as well. You start to do different things, but I started to explore things that I'd never explored before. And when I was in those places, I started to get more a more feeling of belonging and I was much clearer. I was more present with people there. Um, I definitely noticed that in that year, like when I was with someone, I was with them, like I was eyeballing them. That wasn't like my mind wasn't thinking about something before or the night before or what I had to do the, the next day. 
um, I was very present with people and I had more quality conversations and time with the people that I love. So I definitely saw that impact in my relationships. I chose better relationships, um, you know, men in particular. Like I would just make such crazy decisions around men when I was drinking, but not drinking. Um, I started to make much better decisions, which is great. Um, and, and that goes down to friendships as well. Like I started to like probably gravitate to, towards people that were sort of not drinking, doing the same things as me rather than the people that were. And, and it was just because it was just better. For me, it just felt better, like energetically. Um, yeah, just for lots and lots of reasons. So that started to evolve over the year. And I just kept feeling better and better and better. And honestly, the feeling of having so much clarity and so much energy was just like, to me, it became quite addictive. I was like, I'd rather do this than the feeling of like one night out and all the feelings that come afterwards, the fear, the regret, the the shame, the judgment. Like I started to not have those feelings or emotions and have much more feelings of peace and contentment and um yeah peace and contentment and started to relax a lot more and yeah it was, it was just a really phenomenal experience for me and um, I know I know not everyone has that but for me personally I just embraced the new like I just definitely went with it and observed a lot of things reflected a lot I journaled a lot um and I just kept it going and especially because I promised myself I would do it for the year so I sort of set that intention and goal for myself and I thought I'll just do this for a year and then I'll make my next decision about where alcohol if alcohol has a place in my life like I never said I'd never do it again and I still don't say that like sometimes I'm like you know if I truly am in the moment with something and I feel like something I don't want to tie myself into never ever or you know that type of thing but it's definitely less 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 likely that I will drink again so um yeah so that's what happened in the year and what was interesting was that when I look back on that year and I looked at everything I'd achieved in all aspects of my life, I honestly achieved more in that one year than I did in the previous five, like without a doubt. And I thought to myself, wow, if this is what I can achieve in a year just by removing alcohol, imagine what I could do in two years, imagine what I could do in three years, imagine what I could do in four years and five years. And so my mind started to get excited about that. And then that's when I decided that, yeah, it was going to be a thing where I I wouldn't drink. And so now I'm into my seventh year and, you know, each year has got better and I've started to track a lot more things like business for sure. The results are far greater. The achievements are far greater. Like even when I look back um, when I was in Arbonne, I was sort of stuck at this sort of third level of success and I really wanted to get to the top level of success. And that was definitely a huge part in me shifting from that sort of third level to fourth level because, again, because I had more energy. So it would be like really simple things. Like if I had been out all day in meetings and then I got home at night and wanted to do something else, yeah, if I wanted to do something else, I would just have that 1% more in me that was left. So I would be like, okay, so I'm going to send that one email. I'm going to send that one message. I just had that energy to sort of keep going um and so if you think about that one percent every single day for 365 days that's 365 percent more 
than what I would do normally because I didn't really have the energy and I just wanted to go to bed. Even if I only had like one or two drinks the night before or at the weekend or whatever it was. So I definitely recognize that. Um, and yeah, just relations. So I, like I said, my business improved, my relationships with people improved. Um, financially, I definitely improved. Physically, 100%. Emotionally, yeah, it was sort of trickier, I would say, in the beginning because a lot more emotions were coming up, especially because I was coming out of like this sort of breakup and feeling a lot of grief. So I had to face a lot more, but without alcohol. And sometimes that's hard because you have to face fears and regrets and lots of things there's lots of things that come up um in a breakup so you have to fear you have to face those things without the alcohol so that was a challenge but I definitely you know looked for help I got help from mentors and people that had perhaps been through the same experience um and had lots and lots of conversations like with people about it and I just gravitated towards those people that were maybe a bit further ahead there was there was quite a few people I knew at that time that had given up alcohol a few more years before me so I just went to them and had conversations said did you experience this or that or whatever so that worked really well for me in terms of emotions personal growth for sure like I became way more like I think if you met me back then like seven years ago like I've always been pretty extroverted and out there, but I didn't really have this sense of contentment and peace and calmness that I started to experience by not drinking alcohol. So I definitely think my personal growth just in the last seven years has definitely changed. And I always remember there was I was lying on the beach in Bondi Beach and I was listening to Dr. Wayne Dyer. If you haven't heard of him, please look him up. Look him up. His stuff's incredible. He's passed away now, but a lot of his content's on YouTube. And I was listening to one of his sort of sessions that he did and there was this one sentence that I heard that just stuck with me and it basically said if you want to be the highest possible being as a human that you can be as in spiritually and mentally and physically you cannot have substances in your body and again it was that one sentence sometimes you just hear one sentences that like is like exactly what you need to hear and I'm pretty sure I heard that like six months into the year and it was like, yeah, like if I want to give, if I want to help, if I, you know, and I'm in the business of helping people, like in coaching people and mentoring people. And if I want to do that and help serve them, which is such a great feeling, then if not having alcohol in me is going to be allowing me to be a bigger being to give more, then I'm absolutely going to do it like 100% because that feeling of helping others is so powerful. So definitely... I felt that in terms of my growth and, you know, in terms of belonging and community, I just, I, I ended up moving to the beach. So I got more into nature. I started to hang about with slightly different people. And then I still had like my, like my friends before as well. But I would say that in terms of friendships, it was definitely the friendships that stayed with the ones that didn't judge me for making this decision. And equally, they could be around me and not feel uncomfortable about me not drinking because sometimes people find that uncomfortable, but it's nothing to do with you. It's just the fact that there's something in them that makes them feel uncomfortable about you not drinking. So I definitely, you know, gravitated towards the people that didn't judge me and were open to it and we could both coexist together because you know, like everyone's on their own journey and it's not like, you know, this is absolutely right or that's absolutely wrong. It's just like, you know, whatever you decide right for you is right for you. Um, so yeah, I definitely would say the community that I started to develop was different. Um, 
towards what it was before um and then my like I said my environment changed like I moved to the beach I wanted to be closer to nature and I just started to get like like just such good feelings from all of that like if you just combine all of those things and that's just a snippet of the things that I experienced just the benefits of it um were huge obviously there was a few challenges as well especially around the emotions but it was just so much better than drinking like I can't even tell you so yeah so I did that then and I'm, I'm such a big advocate for it now and I would say it's because of a number of things like if I just think about like why would you want to give it a go um I think if one if you're curious like I was very curious like I didn't feel as if I had a problem as such with alcohol but I definitely you know previous to t- 2017 I definitely drank a lot of weekends but I wouldn't really drink during the week unless it was the odd one but I would drink a lot at weekends which is almost like drinking every night but you're just condensing it into a binge session at the weekend so yeah but I didn't see myself as having a problem like I I felt that I could easily stop and I did so you know that's um basically what happened I was able to easily stop in first of January and do it for a year so I would say number one if you're curious then you know decide like make a decision on a date instead of go for it I would say I would always say this if you feel it's a problem for you then I am absolutely not an expert um, and I would ask you to look at Alcoholics Anonymous or other resources I know many people that have gone through the 12 step 12 step program with them and it really has been life-changing in so many ways for them so if, I think if you're listening to this and you feel it's probably more a problem than curiosity then seek help from experts I'm not an expert I can only share my story and my lived experience so I would suggest that um and I think the other reason I'm just the more that I find out about stuff I'm like wow like even if we think about um domestic violence and violence that happens yeah if you think about domestic violence rates um you know even looking at the UK and Australia just the stats I checked today and you know, like 63%, 65% of um, violence or domestic violence comes, people have been drinking, alcohol has been involved. So when I think about that, I'm like, wow, that is a high percentage. And, you know, if I can do anything or influence that um, by, you know, influencing people or inspiring them perhaps not to drink, then that could help that rate because that is just so sad. And, you know, that leads on to other things like death as well. Like there's just, there's a, there's a ripple effect, a negative ripple effect of alcohol um, in so many ways. There's just so many things now that I see that I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy. So I would say, you know, thinking about it now is thinking about that. Um, it's also thinking about just how conditioned we've become or we have been conditioned from such a young age to, believe that alcohol needs to be a part of our life um and it doesn't like it actually doesn't serve us and when I think about it it's basically just you know alcohol companies that have done really clever advertising to basically convince us of the fact that we need alcohol to have a good time or to feel connection with another human being and you can actually get all of those things without alcohol you can connect with someone without alcohol you can have an amazing experience without alcohol in fact most of my experiences and connections not drinking alcohol have been way better than any other connection I had before so I think we've just got to be mindful that the alcoholic advertising industry 
does not serve us. It's not there to serve us. It's there to serve them and make profits by you actually putting poison into your body and not feeling good about it. <laughs> well, maybe at the time, but like afterwards, the effects of that, the ripple effect of that is not great. So I would just be really mindful of that and, you know, consider that now. Like if you are curious, like consider those things, like look at the advertisement, look at the companies that basically say, if you're not having this, you're not having a good time. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, and I would, I, I would just... In terms of tips, like people always ask me tips. So I've sort of come up with eight things that I think would be really useful. And it's things that actually help me. So number one would be um, decide on that date. Like if you're going to do it, um, this is for people that are curious. And, you know, again, saying this again, if you feel this is a huge problem for you, then seek advice from experts, Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12-step program, like 100%. Um um, but I'd say if you're feeling curious and you're like, I, I can do this, set a date for you to basically begin. Because when you make that decision and you go for it, there's something really positive in anchoring in a date to get started. Um, the second thing I'll say is communicate it with your family and friends. Like communicate that you're actually doing it. Like I posted on social media, I told all of my friends and family because it sort of helps them understand why you're doing it. And it also allows them the opportunity to support you, you know, if that's what they want to do. Um, not everyone does support you. Some people will take the mickey out of you and um, will make you feel bad. And again, that's just perhaps projection of some of their fears. So it's really important, I would say, just to communicate openly that you are going to do it, especially with your closest family and friends, so that especially when you're at social occasions, there's no awkwardness. It's just like, okay, Michelle doesn't drink. That's fine. So I remember that being a thing in the beginning is just that sort of social awkwardness. So I think when you communicate it, it makes it easier. Um, the third thing would just be mindful around once you start to give up alcohol, if you're doing it for a month or a couple of months or a year as the other things that you might do because you've removed that. So I definitely noticed I started to have more, like mocktails which is full of sugar and then start to get maybe get a bit higher in the sugar which is not useful yeah so making sure that you don't replace it with some other addiction <laughs> could basically lead to spikes and other things um i would say hang on to those supportive friends that have got your back of course and then just love and let go of the friends that don't get it or the family members that don't get it and i know that can be tricky but it's just being open and honest and communicating and saying, this is the best for me and I need to do this and I want to do this and I'd love for your support, but if not, then that's okay. And being okay with letting those friends go because there may be some that because of this decision and because it's so ingrained in society and because it's so ingrained in advertising that we need alcohol to connect, like so many people like me, like before this, I couldn't get my head around not having alcohol has a relationship with productivity and business like I, that that was a bit of a struggle for me at the beginning because I never heard it before so sometimes it just takes a couple more times to say something before it sinks in for people and before they can support you or those people might not so be okay with letting them go that's my point um and allow things to come up emotionally because they will I'd say because you're removing something that you put your emotions into um sort of externally but when you remove that they're just with you they're sitting in you um and they're going to come up so I would let them come up I had many a cry many a scream um but also just seek the help of experts 
whether that's a psychologist or a counselor or whatever, whoever it is to you. It could be different things to different people, but I would seek advice and help if there's a lot of emotion comes up coming up or um stories or anything like that. Seek the help of experts for sure. So that's number five. Number six is embrace the new things. Like I embrace yoga and meditation and getting up early. <laughs> like embrace those new things and see how you feel and see what happens, you know? And um, I would say number seven is record and journal your journey. I wish it's something I did more of. I definitely journaled more, but I wish like I tracked the financials. Like I said, I wish I tracked the feelings. I wish I tracked the milestones more to look back and be like, oh, wow, that's what happened at this point. This is how much I saved at this point. This is how much money I've saved an entire year. And now I'm spending that money on X. Like, I think if you can document and journal and really... um or even do it on social media. Like it's a really powerful exercise. Um, but I would definitely record it in some way just to show the progress as well. And also um, keep you going and remembering the feelings and remembering what came up and even just to see the ups and downs and the ebbs and the flows, because there will be, of course, but just to sort of map your journey and see what happened. And the last thing I would say is be kind to yourself because most people I know giving up alcohol, whether it's a month or three months or a year, it's a really, really big thing. It's a big thing for yourself. It's a big thing for your family. It's a big thing for friends. It's a big thing in society. Um, and, and the world we live in where alcohol is such a, it's like, you know, I hear many people say it's like the one drug in the world that when you say you don't have it, they think you've got a problem. Like it's bizarre. It's really, really bizarre. But that is because of the conditioning that we've had for so long from such a young age mainly by family members or advertising companies and you know ultimately that all comes um in a package so I would just say be kind to yourself if you start and you do it for a month and you want to do three months but you have a drink then start again like it's totally fine like nothing in life is linear and business isn't linear your your development is linear you're going to have ups and downs so throughout all of this be kind to yourself and speak kindness over yourself kind thoughts because that really really helps in terms of you going on this journey so that's it for me I really hope that was useful it's something I'm super passionate about I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I know that many and many of you are curious I know that maybe some people do have a challenge or a problem with it and that's totally fine and um, I'm always a listening year as I said I'm not an expert but I'm more than happy to be a listener and even if you decide to do it, I'll cheer you on um, and congratulate you because I know that so many great things can come from it. Like, honestly, cannot recommend this enough for your well-being. Please give giving up alcohol a go just to see what happens purely as an experiment like I did. Um, and who knows? It might just um, positively impact your life. Who knows? So have a great day. I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Remember, download the Yoga Nidra right after this episode. Make sure you have a listen. It's the most beautiful guided meditation that will regenerate your mind, your body, and your soul. Take care. See you soon.